What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Becoming a Better Man podcast. This is the live stream edition. Um, it's always a little bit distracting when you are talking into a phone and you are seeing yourself back in that reflection. So hot tip for any of you guys that are wondering, how the hell does he do it and not get distracted by everything that's going on? Because I could get really distracted right now by the fact that uh, I can't figure out why, as I am getting older, my brown facial hair is becoming more red. Um, honestly, the way that I see it is there's a lot more white in there. There's not really gray. There's no. Gr there's been no gray transition period for me. It's been all just brown and then white. So I think that as the color of the hair fades, that my brown transitions more into a reddish color. So um, that's my personal, you know, neurotic observations about myself for the week. And uh, feel free if you guys ever hop in here on the, uh, the replay or on the live stream itself here on Instagram, let me know what your neurotic observations about yourself are. Um, you know, if we're talking about the, the hair loss thing, yeah, that was a big deal back when I was uh, probably, shoot, 16, um, 16 to 19 years old, something like that, 20. And then by that point, I just embraced it. So, um, you know, it, it's just kind of one of those things that you, you, everybody's got something that they're hung up on about themselves. In my case, there for about five years, it happened to be, um, you know, just what's my, what's my hairline doing? And the more that I realized, like, shit, the more I just embrace it and shave it off, believe it or not, that's finally when the opposite sex started to give me any kind of attention. Um, I think up until that point, I was the, the nice guy and I had the nice guy look and I, uh, yeah, I, I acted that way, you know, and then years later, you kind of learn that, hell, the nice guy thing doesn't really work out. Here's, okay, here's the topic of the episode. Um, let, me, let, me, let me think of a, a clever way to phrase it. So I want to do something along the lines of, it's not, it's not nice guys who finish last. It's unaware guys who finish last. So what do I mean by that? I think there comes a certain level of um, security that comes with a man who is able to embrace the, the nicer side of himself, the more authentic, genuine side of himself, as opposed to the man who is just really closed off to that and just tries to act more, you know... Um, Macho for the sake of being macho. Now, I don't, I don't want you to get this confused because even I am the type of guy who, while I divulge a lot of vulnerabilities on the podcast and I um, tend to be a little bit more expressive with my emotions these days, that doesn't mean that I'm not somebody that carries himself um, in the absence of some kind of machismo. There's a fine line, guys, in becoming self-aware enough to the point where you know exactly 
what type of man you are and what you bring to the table versus a man who is faking it, trying to make sure that he's got a seat at the table and thinking that just by doing that, he deserves the attention. Okay, let's let that kind of marinate for a second. There's a difference between a guy who walks in and kind of commands a seat at the table versus a man who very ignorantly tries to force himself into the table, okay? A man who forces himself into the table is a man who really isn't sure what he offers. He's not really sure who he is. He is very wrapped up in who do I think I am, but more so than that, who do I hope others perceive me as? That is a, that's a very slippery slope to get on guys. It's, it's not healthy for one. Uh, two, that's usually when you're operating out of space of scarcity. You know, you tend to think that if I don't come in and just demand this sort of attention and respect from other people that I feel like I want to belong with, you end up more so being a repellent than an attraction. So let me make sure I even said that right. A repellent versus an attraction. I, it sounded like I might have said a different word that I might have made up at the last second, which could have been the case. But, um, you know, BDE and LDE permeate. And if you think that people don't pick up on it, you're wrong. So, guys, I, in my opinion, and it's been my experience as well, guys who can command a room, can command the table without having to really say anything, um, without having to prove anything or cut down anyone else or brag about themselves, those are the, those are the real big sharks. You know, those are the real guys who have a strong security in who they are and they don't need to try and impress upon you any kind of way in which they hope you believe about them. Okay. Let's, let's think about maybe sometimes when, when you've done this, okay, because we all have fake it till you make it right. That's. I think that's a good start as long as you do so from a place of still being honest enough with yourself in that you don't want to lie about who you are or what you're about to anyone else. Now, does that mean that you need to lie and mislead people? No, no, because I think that that will only keep you playing small and you know, I, I, I can can talk from experience here is that, you know, when you're first starting off with um, anything social media related, anything business related, anything, I mean, hell, even trying to establish some sort of credibility as an expert, you, you almost kind of give off this false confidence, which is totally fine. Like you're not confident, but you're portraying confidence. That's not necessarily somebody that's being deceptive. Right? That's somebody that's trying to make sure that 
the person across from them is able to feel comfortable knowing that I'm coming to this person for information, which we have, right? We have the information they seek. We just don't necessarily feel confident in our ability to deliver on it, okay? It's one thing to promise the sale. It's another thing to be able to fulfill the sale. And oftentimes where, you know, if you're a genuine dude and you're, you're really operating out of an authentic place instead of a, a fake ass, uh, scumbag, scam artist place, is you feel very confident in what you know, okay? You just don't necessarily feel confident in your ability to deliver it or follow through on it because you just haven't put in the reps yet, okay? And, you know, if you're, if you're being honest with people, I think that really gets you a lot further than when you're not. Meaning, um, when you don't necessarily have the reps, being forthright about it, you know, saying that, you know, when I was a new grad physical therapist, you know, it would be a lie for me to come in and somebody were to approach me with the fact that like, hey, yes, I was only born with one or no, not born with. I've only got one shoulder blade because the other had to be removed because of cancer. But I've still got my humerus. I've got my, my shoulder. I've got my arm bone here. It just doesn't connect to a shoulder blade like it should. This is a true story. First, within the first year of being a PT, within the first six months of being a physical therapist, um, I had this this lady, and I just I told her straight up from the first day. As soon as she turned around and I saw that, I said, "Okay, I'll be honest with you. I've never seen this before. <laughs> I've never seen this before, but I can." 100% guarantee that I'm going to make sure that I do everything possible to best understand your unique situation and a way to try and improve upon it as best as is possible so that that way you feel confident in knowing what you're doing going forward in order to overcome this obstacle. And then I'm going to make sure that I'm doing as much as I can to make sure that I'm not just not operating out of guesses and trying to make wild assumptions. And she respected that. And um, I, I think that went a long way in establishing a strong reliance and alliance between the two of us because she showed up every appointment and she actually got better. Now, do I know if it's because of, you know, I did the best techniques and I followed the best uh, protocols and uh, critical thinking skills? Maybe, maybe. But maybe not. Um, maybe a lot of it had to do with the fact that she was so um, impressed with the the level of comfort that she felt with me because I was honest straight out of the gate. And I told her, look, I've not seen this before, but I understand enough about what we have left to work with in order to try and find something that's going to get you you know, the mobility or uh, the strength that you need to be able to help take care of your your clients and your family. Because she was a like a, um, a home health aide, I believe, or like a private caregiver. And uh, a lot of times you walk into situations with people that can't get themselves up out of bed and you have to be the one that does most of the work. And when you're, you're really miss, missing a large force producing um, 
bony attachment site for a lot of muscles that go from the neck and the spine and the shoulder and the arm up to the shoulder blade that's not there, um, you tend to be at a disadvantage and you have to make a lot of compensations elsewhere and that tends to a lot of other aches and pains. And so uh, I think honestly, just the fact that she felt like she could trust me carried the majority of the weight in her progress and her ability to reach her goals. And, and that was something that really opened my eyes. And so as I look back into the last few years when I'd started this journey into wanting to become a better man and really look in the mirror and understand where am I falling short? Where am I lying to myself? Where do I need to grow? Where do I need to stop going down a certain road and maybe diverge onto a different path? All those sorts of questions came up. And so I started looking, you know, in what ways and areas of my life was I faking it until I made it only to realize that I wasn't making it anywhere. You know, uh, I think if I'm being honest, a lot of ways I was doing that in relationships. I was doing that in friendships, you know, um, some ways I was doing it even, um, you know, uh, personally at work, but not necessarily like, um, in a, uh, a private, a private way. Um, so I, I just, you know, I think that having this, a certain level of self-awareness and honesty with ourselves guys is really going to be what gets us, um, the furthest. So fake it till you make it sounds good, but I think, I think there's a lot more shades of gray in there that don't get covered. And so if you're, you're faking it from a a place of being a, a literal fake person, deceiving people on who you are and what you're about, then that's not going to lead to any kind of success. In fact, you might have like a little short-term period of what feels like success, but it's actually just attention, right? So you're acting in a way that is going to try and get you attention, but then you don't know what to do with it. You know, you don't know what to do with that attention. And so um, that tends to you feeling more and more lonely, um, more of a failure, more of a fraud, more of somebody that really doubts their ability to um, achieve and maintain any kind of uh, meaningful relationship. And so, you know, sometimes, you know, a lot of you guys reach out uh, for for advice after a breakup, um, when you're in the midst of a breakup, if there's a pending breakup, if you're trying to prepare yourself better for your next relationship, and um, I'll tell you, I, th- I think really a, a good place to start is asking yourself, in what areas am I trying to fake it till I make it? And how's that going for me so far? Because if you keep ending up in the same destination, then eventually you have to look at what route you're taking. You know, but a lot of guys don't do that. A lot of guys won't look at the routes that they're taking. They look at the destination and they keep thinking, how can I keep trying to find a different path, like a a different ending place, but they don't want to change the route that they take to get there. Um, So, you know, you have to, you have to really be able to look at 
is what I'm doing actually working? If it's not, then something's got to change. And more often than you really want to believe, it's you. Okay? It's you, it's me, it's us, it's all of us. We can't keep trying to act like if we change out the pieces, then eventually it's going to just change the result. Because the underlying factor across all of them is you, right? No matter who you swap in and out of your life, you're still there. You're still there. I, um, you know, I, I'd read something recently that had talked about, you know, somebody who was, somebody who was suicidal at one point. And, um, it, first of all, in no way am I ever downplaying that or even trying to appeal to you guys as somebody who is even remotely qualified in dealing with that. I almost said interested and it's not that I'm not interested. It's just that that is a, a level of help and assistance that is far beyond me. And I'm not interested in trying to, um, learn how to be that person who can properly help people that are in that state. Does that make sense? I just know that I can help you contact 911 or I can help you contact a qualified mental health professional, but I'm not going to try and talk somebody off a cliff because I'm not a hostage negotiator, right? Like I'm, I'm just, I'm not, um, so, but I know that about myself. So somebody who, you know, to go back to the story, somebody who was at one time suicidal, you know, they talked about how, you know, what they realized was that they didn't, it's not that they wanted to stop living, right? They very much wanted to live. They didn't want to die, but they wanted to stop living the life that they were living. And that just kind of hit different. Because that hit home. You know, there was a time where I, um, you know, had considered um, taking my life. You know, as crazy as that is to say no. There was a time where I was, I was at that level of, of despair and depth and just total... Um, and I wasn't confused. I was just totally devoid of any kind of vision for a way out that was positive. So... Um, so yeah, it entertained it and I've touched on this in previous episodes, but, um, I fortunately, you know, didn't pull my car off the road and instead, um, you know, I called somebody who basically told me that they were so scared for me that I needed to call like a therapist ASAP. And that's what I did. And fortunately here I am, but that thought of, you know, it's not that I wanted to die. I just wanted to stop living the life that I was living. And I think a lot of guys who who live by that fake it till you make it thing can get to that point. You know, you get to that point because you realize like, what's real? What's real in my life? My, um, you know, my career isn't fulfilling me. My relationships aren't fulfilling me. Um, my, my own relationships with family or friends or, uh, even myself aren't fulfilling me. So what's left, 
And it's because you've, you've gotten so disconnected from even remotely understanding who you are. You've literally faked yourself into this false identity to the point where you've even started to believe it. And that doesn't end anywhere good, right? It doesn't. And when you're able to, you know, just kind of embrace the fact that, you know, I don't have all my shit figured out, but that's cool, you know? And I'm not going to try to impress you with some kind of made up bullshit just to get more of your attention. So if, if you have to start out of the gate that way with somebody or, um, you know, whatever sort of, um, personal situation that is, whether it be a relationship or, uh, expert client relationship or, um, really anything, then you're just going to realize that like, damn, this isn't worth all the upkeep. <laughs> and you'll get so lost in that character you're trying to portray that you just kind of wonder like, why am I so unhappy? Why am I so pissed off all the time? Why am I so just confused about what I'm doing or where I'm going or how I even got to this point? Guys, you, you can't buy your way into a seat at the table. Right? You can't fake your way onto the invite list. The guys oftentimes who are at the table, the proverbial table, are the ones who have owned their shit to the point where they know exactly what they are, but they also know exactly what they aren't. Like guys who, who get at the table and stay there. Not guys who get like, flash in the pan and then they've got like an angry mob after them all the time because they're just a con artist or, you know, somebody that promises to be a expert on, you know, their professional relationships and how much they really care about the people that they work with. And yet they can't ever seem to stay in touch with them whatsoever and then only use them when they need something. And, um, you know, you, the guys who really get to the table and stay there because they've earned a spot, those are the guys who have fully embraced who they are and they fully embrace their weaknesses and their strengths. And they'll be the first one to tell you that I know what I'm not. I know exactly what I'm not, but I'll tell you what I'm good at. And it's this one thing and I'm really freaking good at it. And so they go all in on that. Right. And they don't try to sugarcoat it. They don't try to appeal to you. They don't try to come in with all the yes, sir. No, sir. Um, let me kiss your ass, sir. Um, none of that. Like they come in, they can be a little polarizing, which is fine. Um, they can, Nate, what's up, man? Um, for those of you guys on the replay, uh, episode of the podcast, I'm just, I'm engaging with some guys via live stream on Instagram and, uh, trying it out and just kind of like I'd predicted, it's kind of here and there. It was a last minute announcement and, uh, I'm totally fine if nobody came on. You know, to be honest, because what happens is it gets recorded and then it gets posted and then somebody somewhere along the way at some point down the line, um, they're going to find it and it's going to resonate with them at just the right time. And then it's going to facilitate some sort of impact or change in their approach to their life. And that's what it's about. This is a this talking about guys who fake it till they make it right. I tried to be that guy. It didn't work for me. 
I tried to fake it till I made it. And so I was so consumed with how I was being portrayed with my peers. I was trying to be impressed upon how many likes I could get. How many people could I get to share this content? Could I go viral on something? Um, and then I just, I realized like, I honestly don't give two shits about any of that. <laughs> any of that. I thought I did, but then I realized is that it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter because most of the people that talk about how they like my, uh, my content or my podcast, they have, they didn't find it within 24, 48 hours of it going up. They found it like months, years later. Yeah. It's faking it till you make it is total BS. You're absolutely right, Nate. It's, it's a good way to guarantee short-term attention and long-term failure. A hundred percent true there. So I was, I was really caught up with trying to be this persona, you know, like this guy that was just, oh man, like I, I'm, I, everybody wants to follow my stuff. Everybody wants to, you know, hear what I have to say when I walk into a room, like I just had to be on and, um, now I kind of enjoy walking into a room full of peers and not saying a thing and just kind of letting the energy speak for me. And guys, I'm telling you, like, if you can do that kind of work to get to that point, then you stop saying stupid shit, right? You stop acting like a dumbass. You stop hurting people. You stop hurting yourself and letting other people down, letting yourself down. Um, it's, it's, probably one of the most freeing things you could do, but it takes a lot of work to get there. And it takes a lot of self-awareness and a lot of ability to look at yourself and go, where am I trying to fake it till I make it in my life? Right? Like it might not be in the same area that Jason's doing it, but is there another area? Right? Am I doing it with my relationship? Did I start off my relationship with my partner trying to be somebody that I thought they wanted? Right? But I totally abandoned myself in the process. And now here we are months, years, decades into it, and I can't keep up the act anymore. That's, that's trying to fake it till you make it, right? You faked your way into a relationship, which you wanted, right? Because there was some portion of you that wanted the, the constant validation, the attention, the security, whatever it is. You didn't feel good enough or wanted enough or whatever. So you, you found that, right? And it might have been with that person that you knew was out of your league, but you still got them anyway. And you basically sold them on something that you couldn't deliver. So you had to learn how to fake deliver it for a long period of time. And you probably got to the point where you were exhausted, unhappy, miserable, uh, confused as to why it seemed like you had everything you thought you wanted, but you feel worse than ever. And here we are. So you... It's trying to fake it till you make it. It's different. It's not always in the professional sense. Sometimes it's in the personal sense. We do it everywhere. So really sit down and ask yourself, am I the type of guy who's doing that? And I venture to say that most of us are. I was, right? I got in relationships I shouldn't have been in because I was trying to be somebody that I thought they wanted. And meanwhile, I never even stopped to ask, like, do I even like who I am? You know? Same thing with how you show up on social media in your friendships, online, for your business, whatever it is. Am I, the, am I trying to portray myself as something that I'm not? 
And to what end? What's my goal? If the goal is, quote, success, don't get it twisted with attention. Okay? Don't get it twisted with attention. And I'll tell you something else, too, is that if you're using people, right, if you're one of these so-called successful, again, I'm using air quotes here for you podcast listeners, if you're trying to use people, right, for your own financial gain or uh, personal gain, whatever it is, that shit reeks, right? Like that reeks like that dude that's in the gym that never knew what deodorant was and you still smell him three hours after he's gone. It reeks. People smell it on you. They sense it on you. They want nothing to do with you. And you wonder why you keep having these short-term relationships with either clients, business partners, relationship partners, friendships. You wonder why you can't maintain and sustain all that. It's because you're totally disingenuous. You're fake. And you know that you have an agenda. Sometimes you're not even aware that you've got the agenda, right? But they smell it first. They smell it a mile away. You're right. So look at yourself, guys, and think, where am I trying to fake it until I make it? And where is it getting me? Am I really making it? You know, it's, it's, it's a really fascinating thing to just totally look yourself in the mirror and tear away the, the facade that you've got there. It can be traumatic, right? It can be traumatic. It can be a real mind fuck to realize that, damn, I'm not at all who I thought I was. That's crazy, you know? So to kind of sum things up, okay? Um, look in the areas of your life where you're trying to fake it till you make it. And be honest with yourself because you're not making it. You're not. Be honest. Portray yourself genuinely. If there's something you don't know, say you don't know it. If there's something you know, you're not good at, admit that you don't have much experience in it. Sell them on how willing you are to learn, how willing you are to work at it. That's not faking it till you make it. That's actually somebody who's working on trying to make it legitimately. That's somebody who's going to earn their seat at the table, who's going to walk into that room, sit down, and essentially everybody's going to feel your presence, and you don't have to bark louder than any other dog there. They're going to know you're there. And ultimately, I think that's what all of us want, right? We start off barking, trying to yip louder than the next dog next to us. And we think that if I can just do more louder, more often in a bigger way, then I'm going to get more attention. But more attention doesn't equal more success. It doesn't equal more happiness. It doesn't equal more validation or fulfillment or anything like that. It just equals attention, which is very one dimensional. It's very empty. It's fake. It's shallow and it's not sustainable. So that's how you can get to the end of your rope. That's how you can get to a place where you go, dude, I can't keep living like this anymore. If you're short-sighted and you're full of your ego and you're not wanting to be honest with yourself, you can keep trying to change out the people, right? Keep trying to change out the parts, hire and fire new people, um, break up and get with new people, befriend new people, disregard others. Like you can keep doing that. And if that's how you want to live your life until you die, that's okay. 
Like that's your prerogative, but that's not what we're about here. That's not what I'm about. Um, my whole concept is you see that something's not working. You kind of have an idea of what it is. You just want to get a little bit, well, not a little bit. You just want to get a lot clearer about where you need to go and how to stay on that track. Period. That's it. So any of you guys that are, are looking for a little bit more guidance in that kind of direction, uh, whether it comes to the ways that you handle yourself from a habits perspective, from a, uh, a mindset perspective, from a physical fitness perspective, especially I'm, I'm a firm believer in how we take care of ourselves physically is a direct window into how we view ourselves internally and emotionally. So if we're not feeling worthy or worthwhile or like we deserve um, some sort of happiness, fulfillment, success, then we choose behaviors that don't match those traits, those characteristics. So especially big on physical fitness because that's, that's truly a time where we can get out of our heads and into our bodies and things start to feel different and they start to make more sense and we start to see ourselves winning in ways that we didn't see if we were just kind of sitting around stewing, feeling sorry for ourselves, being an idiot. So um, if, if you're looking for any kind of coaching along those lines, any kind of advice, mentorship, whatever it is, um, reach out to me because I'm launching this new mentorship subscription where um, you guys are going to be able to ask questions back and forth to be able to interact with myself and other people who choose to join and really work on trying to build a, a sustainable community of guys who are there for each other. You know, uh, I think, I think women are really far ahead of us in this regard where, you know, when females are struggling with something a lot of times, and again, they they can be brutal, brutal, but uh, a core group of girlfriends, right? When one of them is struggling, what do they do? They rally around her and they lift her up and they try to help get her in the right direction. Guys don't do that. Why? Because we don't want each other to know when we're struggling. So being able to, to share the wins is just as important as being able to share, you know, some of the learning experiences. So that's, that's the hope of trying to create that kind of community. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, feel free to shoot me an email, becoming a better man podcast at gmail.com. Um, that's all one word. Or you can follow me um, here on Instagram, becoming a better man, and there's an underscore between each word, and shoot me a direct message there. I tend to respond a little bit better to emails than I do the direct messages, but um, you know, reach out and at least on my Instagram page, you can see the link with uh, some of the different services I'm already offering. If you're interested in any of those, you can can click on them. Uh, one of them being the podcast if you're not already a subscriber there, but. Um, yeah, you'll start to notice some links here in the coming uh, week or two for just kind of a tiered membership subscription. And different tiers, you know, have different levels of access to me, uh, whether they be uh, coaching calls, uh, you know, mentorship calls, whatever we want to call them, they're going to be there. So uh, I'm really excited about it. I'm looking forward to it. I know some people have expressed interest in that. So if we can uh, can really get some guys on board with that, I mean, we're talking like low low price point. And I don't want price to be a thing where it's like, oh, well, if it's cheap, then, you know, it's got to suck or it's too expensive for me. Like take price out of the equation. If it's something that you are hoping to get help with and you're willing to learn, then there's a lot to be learned. So don't let, you know, price be a factor unless it absolutely has to. 
Okay. But anyway, guys, that's all I've got for this week. Appreciate you guys tuning in, uh, whether it be on the podcast replay or on the live stream here on Instagram. Uh, I think it's been fun. I've enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully you guys have gotten a lot out of it so far. And with that being said, guys, we'll see you next week. And in the meantime, let's just keep trying to be a little bit better every day, right? A little bit better every day. It's not a perfect process, but it's uh, net wins versus net losses, all right? Until then, we'll see you guys next week. Peace.